0: we will say Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly derive the word of truth. Thank you, Father. You know, towards the end of every year, you have people you know that have a new year's resolution. People think, oh, what's my New Year's resolution? What am I going to do next year? What am I going to stop doing? What am I going to do more of? And it's a good thing to have because when you look at even in the business world, there are things that you stop doing, there are things that you continue doing, and there are things that you start doing. So, I mean, these are all taken from spiritual, a spiritual standpoint as well. But, you know, the question I tend to ask myself is why is it that A number of people at the beginning of the year have a New Year's resolution. They get really excited about it. And then come end of January, early February, you find that that begins to dip. So our topic for today is going to be setting godly goals. And unless God helps us, Whatever goals, whatever ambitions, whatever plans we have of our own self cannot work. Now, I looked at a survey, and it says out of every 100 people that surveyed, that took a New Year's, well, they, they surveyed them about the New Year's resolution. Do you have a New Year's resolution? 60% actually said yes, we do have a New Year's resolution, but I'm Out of that 60%, only 8% followed it through. So question is, why is it that we have a New Year's resolution, whatever it might be, it might be, you know, top of the list actually is that I want to eat right. I want to diet. I want to exercise more. I want to lose weight. Some said I want to save money or spend less Someone to learn a new skill or a new hobby. Someone to be able to read more. Someone to be able to find another job. And if you ask people in the church, what would their answer be? I want to be able to pray more. I want to read my Bible more. And these are really good, you know, resolutions, if you want to call it that way. These are really great goals to have. You know, Dad encouraged us towards the end of last year to pick up our one-year Bible and to get back into it. And we watched a video about how the correlation between reading your Bible once a week, twice a week, three times a week, and what happens, how it picks when you read your Bible four or more times a week in terms of the results that we get. So these are really great goals to have, but... Like you said, why is it that people fail? Why do people get discouraged? Why do people fall off the bandwagon at certain points? You know, gifts are given by God. And John 3 6, can we have that on the screen? The Bible says, whatever is born of flesh is flesh. But whatever is born of the Spirit is what? Of the Spirit. And we've just sang that song now. All my goals, all my ambitions, all my plans, I surrender them unto God. Because he's the one that gives us the ability to do whatever it is that we want to do. So this morning we're going to look at, you know, how do we set godly goals? How do we set goals that would last? How do we set goals that would stand the test of time? How do we set goals that will stand sickness, that would withstand, you know, the, 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 our work uh, pressures, the pressures of all the daily things that we face? And in a nutshell, that is by us committing them into the hands of the one who actually helps us to go through. God is the one that has the blueprint for everyone's life. And it's the same as when you buy a product. If you don't read the manual, you don't know how to operate it properly. Is that right? And I'm one of these people that like to, you know, just get things and put them together. And then I find that it doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. And then I have to go back to the manual because I just think, oh, yeah, you know, you should be able to put it together. But how many of us know that when you read the manual, you get the best results? And it's the same for each and every one of us. Unless we go back to the one who has, in effect, manufactured us, who is our father. Unless we go back to him through his word, what is God saying concerning this, this, this about me? God has a plan. He has a blueprint for each and every one of us. You know, when you look at the scripture, God, um, David had a desire to build the temple. Was that not so? Yeah? But who built the temple? Solomon built the temple. But was David part of the plan? He was part of the plan. So that means that God had a plan for David to get the materials ready, but he also had a plan for Solomon to finish the plan. So, my question, is, uh, my, uh, my point there is we need to ask God to show us ourselves. Who are you? Who are you? you as a person and we have so many books, so many DVDs, so many you know, um, psychologists out there that will tell you who they think you are because we, we get put into a box, we get stereotyped by the way someone behaves, if he's a man if he's a woman, if he's a certain age this is who he is how many of us know that No matter how much a dog is able to swim, he can never be a fish. And no matter how much a fish tries to bark, he cannot be a dog. So the point is, God has created each one of us in a unique manner. And because he has created us uniquely, there is a plan, there's an ability, there's a goal that he has given to each one of us. And that is why we have a DNA. Even as a twin, your DNA does not match the same of your twin brother or sister. Because you are unique. So we should ask God to reveal us to us. And what is our goal? What have you called me to do in life? This is what God said to Jeremiah. Let's take a look quickly at Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. We got it there? So God said to Jeremiah, he said, "'Before I formed you in your womb, I knew you, "'and before you were born, I had already set you apart.'" And I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And all of a sudden, Jeremiah, Lord, please hold on. Um, I don't think I can speak. Have we heard that before? Did Moses not say that? In effect, Solomon said that. Because he said, I don't know how to manage this great nation that you have given to me. So we've heard that before. But he also went on to say, I am too young and God said to him do not say I am too young and that's what some of us say you know when God calls us because you see all these great men and women of God who have been in ministry for so many years but I just love the way God answered him he says you must not you will He said, you must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. He says, do not be afraid of them. And you know, when God puts a word in your mouth, you would not be afraid of anyone. He says, for I will be with you and I would rescue you. Then the Lord reached out his hand and he touched my mouth and said, I have put my words in your mouth. And I said to someone this morning, God has put his words in your mouth to speak in and out of season. So when you ask God to show you who you are, he will tell you who he has assigned you to. And he would give you the confidence to reach out to the one he has assigned you to. Amen? Now, one thing is your talent, whatever talent, whatever gift God has, always, has given to you would always line up with the assignment. That he's given unto you. And we know the parable of the talents. He will not give you one talent. And give you a five talent assignment. That is not the way God works. But to whoever is obedient. To the talent that is given. And runs with it. And runs with it. Either he's giving you one talent. Or two talents. Or five talents. If you're obedient and you run with it. He would say at the end. Good and faithful servant, enter into the rest of the Lord. So there is a reward for everyone who is obedient. Now, the second point is we should trust in God more than yourself. Now, Jeremiah was looking at himself and he says, I can't do this. I can't speak. I'm not coherent. I don't have the gift of the gap. And I'm also too young. But God encouraged him. And that same way, God is encouraging each and every one of us that we should not second guess ourselves. When God gives us an assignment, we know that it is the ability, not our ability, but the ability and the power of God that helps us to do what God has called us to. Someone says that if you have an assignment that you can do without God, it is not faith at work. But when God gives you an assignment that is too big for you, then you know you have to depend on God. And when we're dependent on God, he will come through for us. In the song we sang earlier on, he says we have not been given, we, are, we, we don't have, we, we should not fear because God is with us. When we embrace and we tap into the power of God, we will fulfill the goals. And that was what God was saying to Jeremiah there. He says, I will be with you. In Isaiah, if you remember, he says, I would uphold you with my righteous right hand. And we need to be careful, you know, when, we, when God gives us an assignment and we want to be humble, you know, we might turn around and say, oh yeah, I can't do it, I can't do it. But the Bible says that the power of death and life is in the tongue. And that is why you remember when the angel Gabriel went to Mary, what did she say? She said, be it unto you according to your word. She could have said, you know, oh no, 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 not me. But she said, be it according to you. And that is why when God calls us to do something, rather than say, Lord, I can't do it. I can't speak. I'm not old enough. He said, Lord, if Thou would go with me, I would go. If you would help me, if you would speak through me. I don't know for anyone else, but every time before I get, stand here, I ask the Holy Spirit to help me because I know that in my own self, I don't have the words. But I ask the Holy Spirit to help me. We do not lean on our own understanding, but the understanding and the power of the Most High God. Our ultimate dependency is on God and not on other people. If you remember that when Moses... You know, when there was a war on with the Amalekites and Moses Moses was there on on top of the mountain, what happened? Every time Moses got tired and his hands were down, what happened? The Amalekites won. But the minute that his hands were up and his his hands were up for such a long time to the point that he got tired. So when God calls you on an assignment... Rest assured that God would have people there to help you. Right minded people. People that share the same vision, that share the same goal with you. But the minute Aaron and her stood beside him on one side and held his arms up, they won. They They kept on winning. They kept on winning. They kept on winning. So yes, our ultimate dependency is upon God, but we also need to recognize the people that God has brought alongside us to help. Because those are the people that would help us to be able to attain, to reach those goals. It might be your parents, it might be your husband, it might be your wife, it might be your children, it might be somebody at work. And that's why our prayer this year is that we walk with God with a 2020 vision so that we can spiritually have our eyes open to see those people that God has sent alongside to come and help us. Apostle Paul put it this way let me find it. He says, I have no one else like Timothy. He says, who genuinely cares about your welfare? He says, all others care for themselves alone. But Timothy proved himself. And Apostle Paul took a whole chapter of the Bible, Romans chapter 16, to actually thank people that stood alongside him. And he recognized the importance of people coming alongside. You know, when God sends gifted people into your lives, it's also important to recognize them, to respect them. If they need training, if they're younger ones, you need to train them, to motivate them and to reward them. When you do that, you're not able, you're not only fulfilling your goals, but you're also helping them to fulfill their goals as well. Amen. The fourth thing I'm going to say is we need to discern Discern who belongs in your life and who doesn't. And this one is a a, a real key one. You know, the toughest thing, (coughs) excuse me, one of the toughest truths to accept is knowing or discovering that some of the closest people in your life might not share the same vision or goals with you. Should I repeat that? One of the toughest truths to accept is knowing or discovering that some of the closest people in your life do not share the same goals with you. And trying to keep people close to you when the time and the season is over would almost be like you having a toothache. Because what would happen is there will be pain. There will be sorrow. Because you're holding on to something you should not be holding on to. You know, you can convince people there might be a short-term loyalty, but eventually they would leave because that time is over. And eventually they will end up breaking your heart. And that's why you know, at one point, Paul says, a lot of these people have left me. But there was, is a time and there's a season. I'm going to say this. I can't remember. I don't know who quoted this, but this was something that I wrote down. It says, in prosperity, our friends know us. But in adversity... We know who our friends are. In prosperity, our friends know us. In adversity, we know who our friends are. The point is there's a time, there's a season. Certain people are brought into your life for a certain purpose and for a certain period. We need to recognize that. And when you recognize that the time for this person, what the the assignment of this person in my life is over, release them. Because they probably have an assignment for somebody else. Now, I'm not saying they're a bad person. It's just that the assignment is over. And they can go and reach out to somebody else. Why you go and reach out to somebody else. So we need to ask God to help us to recognize that. Now Solomon summed it up this way. He says, confidence in an unhealthy man in the time of trouble is like a bad toothache. And that's in Proverbs twenty-five nineteen. if you're taking note. The truth is, people who don't respect your goal will distract from it. And when they distract from it, they'll probably pull you down as well. And that's why it's important to let people go when they need to go. Because the time is over. Amen. God said to Habakkuk, he said... I want you to write that vision. Write it down. There is something about when you write something down. I'm a very visual person. I like to see things. I hear things, but there's something extra when I have things written down because I can see it. And God said to Habakkuk, he said, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. Then he may run who reads it so if you have a goal write it down as often as you see it you spend time you pray about it you remember it i have a picture in my room right i actually sent it to media but i didn't i, I didn't give an instruction so i don't think it's here but i've got a picture in my bedroom of a lady That's got her hands, one hand raised as if she's praising the Lord. And then she's got a lovely smile. And she's very pretty and slim. So every time I look at that picture, it just reminds, every morning I wake up, I see it. It's a reminder for me to have a wonderful day. It's a reminder for me never to cease praising God. It's a reminder to me that I want to lose weight. So, for that picture, it's actually a three-in-one. So, my point is, if there's something that you, a goal that you have, write it. See it every day. Pray about it. It's a constant reminder. And it's biblical as well. Because God's saying to Habakkuk, he says, write the vision on a tablet. Now, in those days, when you write something on a tablet, it's actually engraved So it doesn't rub off. And that's how you had the Ten Commandments. So that you can see it every day, every night. Come rain, come sun, come whatever. You can see it there. It is always in your forefront. You can always see it and you can pray about it. So it's important for us. Now, the issue about it is that when there's a delay, and that's a word that we don't like to hear. When there's a delay... We tend to take our eyes off focus. We tend to take our eyes off the goal. But God encourages us that though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. And that is why when you've got it written down, it's not happened yet, but you know because you have confidence in your God that it would come to pass. And that helps you to pray about it. Now, God gives us a goal. It doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. There's a time of prayer, there's a time of waiting. And that's why when we're waiting on the Lord, we're praying, we're praising, we're thanking, knowing that He who has promised will surely make it come to pass. Now, because your vision always costs more than your estimation. And that's why I said earlier on, God gives us a, a, a goal that is higher, a vision that is higher than what we can accomplish on our own. It takes longer than you planned. Sometimes it could become blurry. You know, remember Mark chapter 8, that blurry vision? But the God that sees the blurriness in us would also give us a 2020 vision. Amen, somebody. So it's important for us to focus. It's important for us to pray. And let God be our guide and our guard. Our guide and our God. He will guide us and he will guide us. He will guide us to that promised land. That's important. Write it down. Make it plain. And when you're talking about it, make sure there's no negativity. You know, there are times when, and that is why I said earlier on, that it's important for us to have right-minded people. That when you share your vision with them, they would pray along with you. They would believe with you. Because there are people that you share your goals with, and they're like, Oh, mm, really? You know, like the serpent said to Eve, did God really say that? It's important that we have people that will believe with us that will believe with us. Amen. So this morning, I just want to encourage us that whatever our ambitions are, whatever our goals are, whatever our visions are, we should place it in the hands of God. And as we place it in the hands of God, we can see it manifest. We can see it come to pass. And we can see God take the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.